0: Welcome to The Sound Barrier, where we will be breaking the barrier by getting to know our staff, faculty and alumni. This is your host, April Allen.
1: And I'm Matthew Poole. And joining us today is Greg Walters, former Assistant Vice President for Student Success and Dean of Student Development. Thank you for being with us today, Greg. Oh, well, thank you for asking me. I'm very honored. Absolutely, Greg. I'm so, I'm so, so excited uh, for this. And really, we're, we're going to be diving into a whole bunch of things. So I hope you're ready for this. <laughs> uh, but to begin <laughs> with, we're going to start no with pressure. your journey. And, uh, you know, how did you come to work at Northeast State in the first place? Well, that's kind of by necessity, I I say that (laughs) as well,
2: because when I graduated uh, from ETSU, I remember sitting in the um, mini-dome Memorial Center and uh, going through the graduation ceremony. And then when it was over, I was thinking, oh, wow, I'm going to have to get a job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm going to have to find, I'm going to have to really, you know, do something besides be active on campus and, you know, and and going to class and taking tests and being involved in student activities. I'm going to have to find a job. And so uh, my parents said, Greg, you're going to have to find a job (laughs) as as well. (laughs) And so I did. I worked at Milligan College for a little bit. And um, I wasn't, you know, I was thinking this isn't really, you know, working in – I was very isolated there. If you if you can believe it, that was at the time that Milligan, you know, they had offices in some of the old house, an old house that was on campus, and so my office was actually a renovated back porch with oh, no wow. heat. <laughs> Oh, (laughs) and I and so I was doing, you know, public relations and designing um, their uh, some of their publications, the mill agenda, their big newsletter, newspaper um, at that time. And I felt like, you know, I, I needed maybe, you know, I needed to get some more education or I needed to do, you know, a little bit different. So I went back for to do some graduate work. But unfortunately, that didn't help my uh, financial situation. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I'm going to do that. Because my degree from ETSU was, um, is in mass communications journalism. But I didn't like the, you know, by the time I finished it, I didn't like the deadline pressure of working <laughs> in a newspaper and, you know, and I excelled at copy editing. And so, you know, and most of the copy editors work the night shift, you know. So mm-hmm. I was kind of, you know, okay, you know, what, well, so I went back to do some graduate work and then I saw the ad for uh, part-time um, person in public information at that time at, North, mm. at Tri-City State Technical Institute at that time back in 1989. And I applied, and I was hired. And July 17th 1989 uh-huh. was my first day here. Wow. Yeah, 8 to 3 because I was part-time. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that. I mean, that day I count as the day that changed my life.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: So mm-hmm. what was the that – Title The title of that position called? (laughs) Well, it the official title was compositor. Okay. Okay, which really is a fancy term for (laughs) typesetter. So I was actually, I actually, my main. Duty was to top set the publications, the forms and publications Mm -hmm. for Tri-City State Tech at that time, as well as writing news releases. You know, working with uh, uh, Patty Hurley, uh, who was the director at that time, and I was um, basically her assistant, but you know how state titles work. So, compositor was my title, uh-huh. and I worked. You know, I spent um, part of the part of my time uh, working with Patty in the office, and a big part of my time was out in the print shop with Jeff Gronstaff. You know, working out there in top setting, and that was in the day uh-huh. where you typed it in, and it was like a photo. Uh, it was like a photograph. You know, you printed this huge, big, long roll of of your your stories and your uh, type,
3: wow.
2: you know, and you actually had to cut it out and paste it down. And so, wow. and that's, of course, how I was trained in the 80s, you know, uh, before all the laptops and the, technology. <laughs> you know, technology, <laughs> Adobe, PageMaker, you know, all of that stuff. So, you know, I learned how to cut out. I learned how to, like, if something was misspelled when, you know, you, did, you couldn't go back and You know, you didn't want to waste your film. So, you know, we were like piecing words together by cutting out letters from other words and piecing them.
0: Oh, wow. You
2: know, very exact, very exact, you know, to do. Sounds
0: tedious.
3: Yeah.
2: And the great thing was Jeff and I had gone to high school together. Oh. And so I knew Jeff, you know, you know, we didn't really, it it, it was funny because we both ran for class treasurer our senior year and he beat me. But he didn't even know he was elected because he, he didn't show up for, like, the, <laughs> the thing. <laughs> he didn't show up. And he didn't, he didn't, you know, he didn't show up for the, the senior class officer pictures and everything. And so one day in the print, and we were sitting in the print shop, and I was telling him, I said, you know, you, you beat me for class treasurer. And he goes, you know, I didn't even know I was class treasurer. You know, and I was
3: like. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs>
2: But that, you know, but that, I mean, you know, having someone that that shared experience with here, you know, really made me feel comfortable for my first few few months here at
1: Northeast. I didn't realize
0: y'all went to high school together. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, back in the 80s. So started as a compositor and then uh, ended up as an assistant vice president. Quite the journey. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's, um,
2: I say that Northeast, you know, emotional because I'm a crier for those people who don't know me I, I do uh, I do excel at you know making myself cry
3: I know I've got
2: tissues here thank you <laughs> and, thank you and I'll um, I always joke and say you don't know me but <laughs> 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 you came with tissues, so you do
0: <laughs> two boxes two boxes of
2: tissue <laughs> so you do but you know I, you know Northeast taught me the three C's and that was career you know confidence mm-hmm. and compassion
0: which I think is amazing, but personally, I think compassion is a trait that you have all on your own.
2: Well, I appreciate that. But I think, you know, I learned how to, uh, I learned how to utilize it here. And I learned uh, really how to be confident in my skills and my abilities. And then I also saw that I could make a career. You know, uh, you know. of course, you hear everything that you're moving around, you know, um, six to eight years, you change jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, that happened to me here. You know, most of the jobs I had here, I um, was in for, you know, six to eight years, you know, except for um, my last year mm-hmm. um, in the assistant vice president role. But, you know, so but, you know, and I, I came from, you know, my family, my parents had you know, careers, they stayed at Magnavox their entire careers, you know, mm-hmm. um, in Greene County. So, I mean, you know, that was what I grew up expecting to make a career,
3: mm-hmm. you
2: know. And I was lucky that I found it, you know. Right um, away. Right away, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so I can't say enough about, you know, that combination of the three C's mm-hmm. in uh, when you're at work, you know. Definitely. Or yeah. leadership, mm-hmm. you know. so.
0: And life. And life, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of your career here, while you were here, you initiated countless programs, oversaw different programs, mm-hmm. started them. We have a few of them down. We didn't. <laughs> I don't think we're able to get all of them. Yeah. <laughs> One of them, Matt and I are very curious about. Um, is the Miss Northeast State pageant.
2: Oh. <laughs> Tell us about that. <laughs> well, that was one of the early programs. So um, being in public um, information, uh, I also I feel very lucky that I was hired here um, uh, when we were transitioning from a technical institute mm-hmm. to a comprehensive community college by adding the uh, transfer. Programs, And so we were changing from Tri-City State Technical Institute to Northeast State Technical Community College, and part of that was trying to uh, program events and activities that kind of have the tradition Mm -hmm. component, you know, bringing in programs and activities that create traditions on campus, and that's one of the ways that you engage students, and so um, I... um, being editor of the yearbook at ETSU, and uh, uh, part of that responsibility was they sponsored the Miss Buccaneer pageant at East Tennessee State University, and so I also worked with our high school pageant, um, Miss David Crockett High School, David mm-hmm. Crockett High School. Don't don't say Davy. It's <laughs> David Crockett High School, and a class of '82 pioneers, not. Not Daniel Boone, man. Not Daniel Boone, former okay.
1: trailblazer here. Okay.
2: And I'll pioneer in a trailblazer in the same room. It works. Uh, but. Um, we get along. Yeah, yeah we get along. Yeah. And, um, so, um, so I had that experience in, in how to do the event, plan it, and all gotcha. of that. And so that was an idea that we had to help publicize Northeast State in the community that we were going to do okay. you know, a Miss Northeast State pageant. So I worked with it for six years. Nice. And uh, we had some fantastic uh, contestants. We had some ba- fantastic winners that you know they were out doing events for us, doing appearances, you know, really spreading the you know what Northeast State um, what Northeast State was and what it could be um, in the public's perception. Mm-hmm. You know, no longer a technical institute, right. but we are a college, and we have these programs that enable students to experience college life.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's a good idea. Um, And there were so many that you had a part of you know leadership programs scholarship programs alumni affairs um institutional advancement public relations out of all of the ones that you um participated in or initiated yourself which one was your favorite um
2: well first of all I think you know I want to say I'll add a fourth C to my three C's and that's collaboration Mm -hmm. you know I was lucky enough to you know um to um People had the confidence in my abilities to, to ask me to lead or to mm-hmm. chair committees or, or be designated as a campus lead on projects. But all of those projects was a collaborative you know, effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so I would have to probably say, and I'm going to get very teary, I'm sorry, but, you know, probably working with the uh, student life programs. You know, I was very lucky enough to, under um, Dr. William Locke, you know, I've I've worked under five presidents, and uh, uh, Dr. Locke was the second, and he saw my interest in student activities and student life, and and he said, you know, he said, Greg, uh, I'm going to, basically give you your choice. You can stay in public information or you can move to um, student life and um, establish our student life programs. And that was, at that time, it was called uh, student student development and activities. And so I did in 98. I moved Mm. um, um, to that and was able to work with uh, many different programs. You know, I had under public information, we had established the Northeast State Student Ambassadors Program Has our PR group. And, um, you know, and though that group um, um, was under that uh, designation as an Ambassadors for 17 years. Wow. I was advisor for that program for 17 years. And then uh, that split off into what are today the uh, Student Navigators and Mm -hmm. the northeast state scholars foundation so the navigators of course are the admissions and the public relations component and the scholars foundation are the fundraising component Mm -hmm. but back in the day the ambassadors did all of that oh wow! you know yeah they did campus tours they did public relations events activities they also did fundraising for the campus and so so that was a major part of my uh, you know, life for Mm -hmm. 17 years. And, you know, and I'm very happy to say that there's, you know, several alumni from the Ambassadors that have worked here over the years. (laughs) You know, uh, Matt is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, was a member of the Navigators and the Foundation, you know, the Scholars Foundation. So, I mean, you know, uh, and and to see that and
3: um,
2: also to be faced when you have, you know, children of your students come back, you know. (laughs) (laughs) you know when you spend time here and and all of that and Mm -hmm. so you know so I think you know those connections I made with those students and and uh seeing the impact
3: absolutely
2: yeah because you know both of you you know Mm -hmm. were um you know um hopefully impacted by by the programs that Mm -hmm. I worked with here so thousand percent so yeah
0: Definitely, when you reached um, out to me about the podcast, and I thought, "Oh, he'd be perfect to have on there um, as a guest," I I could not just host you by myself. I knew that Matt and I had to do this together because of the impact you had in both of our lives, and you know, we just enjoyed being around you, working with you, and you know, it was just a great opportunity to be here right now with you.
2: Uh, I'm very thankful, but I was so, you know, I knew uh, I had heard about the sound barrier and that was coming and I hadn't really heard, um, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'm just going to check and see if it's up and running. Mm -hmm. And so I did. And the first one I listened to was the one that you did with Nathan Hawkins. Oh, okay. And uh, I was just so, you know, I was just so impressed. And I was also very impressed about how comfortable, uh, you know, and how he shared things. I don't think he was Mm -hmm. expecting to share. And so I was just very impressed and then of course later with Tom Wilson mm-hmm. and then Matt when you joined and everything and I was just you know and the the um, episode about what people are thankful for oh, you know that one's one of my favorites yeah I had yeah. my tissues out <laughs> 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 on oh, that I was just you know I just could not I was just thinking oh you know yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's why I love Northeast you
0: yeah. know and that's why it's just so perfect that you get to be here right yeah. now with us. Yeah.
2: Well, and I was just so, and you know, I, and, and April, I was thinking too, when I was listening to you, how impressed I was with your delivery and your sincerity. And I was just thinking, I'm hoping that, she, you know, because you mentioned something about uh, making some uh, decisions about your future career. And I was thinking, oh, I hope it's communications. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and so, you know, that's why I reached out because yeah. I wanted to encourage you. In that field, because I think you have a natural ability for broadcasting wow. and, and, and and all that.
0: Thank you. Now you're yeah. going to make me cry. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. And then Matt's episode when you talked to, I believe, uh, Jenna, the counseling uh, absolutely um, intern. And you know, and your passion because of your background in in psychology mm-hmm. and how important mental health is, and and getting students to just ask, you know, for help mm-hmm. or. To come and take part of you know what support services we have, so I think this podcast is excellent on advertising what Northeast State has and the impact that the student support services, the student success services, can have on a student's time here
1: mm-hmm. and beyond. Yeah, couldn't agree more. So, Greg, uh, as we've just already discovered, you know you're a very passionate person and to me where I've known you for so long your passion is so inspiring to me Mm -hmm. and truly it is one of the pillars that uh, has motivated me in my professional career my early professional career and I'm just curious if you could talk a little bit about what truly drives your passion for student success well
2: um, probably Because it wasn't until my college experience that I found my voice, you know. um, I was, um, and this may come as a surprise to the Northeast State community, but I do have a little bit of a perfectionist, you know, streak. (laughs) surely not uh, in me uh, for those of you who have worked with me or have been subject to my red pen on, on, uh, on things. But, um, you know, but I really felt, uh, during, you know, growing up and, um, uh, being in high school and working, you know, a lot of my, a lot of my self-worth was based around my grades and being, you know, having everything being perfect, you know, because, you know, you know, I, you know, I wasn't subject to a lot of bullying, but, you know, I did have some, you know, based on my appearance or being, you know, being a straight A student or, you know, you know, of course, back then I predated, you know, what a nerd, the definition of a nerd, you know, but, you know, so, you know, so I really, you know, but the one thing I did have was my ability to write, you know, and my ability to um Well, my ability to to make people feel emotion and my ability to make people cry. So, so, you know, so that's, you know, so but, you know, so I hid behind that a lot, you know, writing good grades, um, you know, making sure that everything I did was perfect, you know, a lot of stress. But it wasn't until I got to the college that I realized that I could be accepted for who I who I was. You know, mm-hmm. and the opportunities that East Tennessee State University gave me at that time and uh, being, you know, um, and it was by default because my first um, day I went to, uh, you know, to meet with with advise with an advisor and sign up for classes. And that was back in the day when, you know, uh, kind of like we do now, you know, uh, things are very, you know, come in circles Mm -hmm. you know and there you know you met with your advisor and they actually signed you up for your first semester of classes and put you in you know (laughs) and everything like (laughs) that so so I went to the admissions office to to meet to keep my appointment they said um, they said what are you interested in you know because I was undecided I didn't know what I wanted I said well I like writing I was on the yearbook staff you know I, I did very well in English and they said oh communications and they sent me to Dr. Jerry Hilliard and he Signed me up for classes, and I stayed in that major my entire time, hmm. you know. But I got active in student activities, you know. I, I did a lot of cl- of uh, the different organizations, student organizations there, um, you know, leadership programs there. Uh, I always joke and say that I remember, you know, I remember all those activities. I hardly even remember one test I took you know, or, or <laughs> the anything. Important thing. The important thing, yeah. So when I got here at Northeast and, you know, and there wasn't a lot of that here at that time, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of student activities or student life or, or programs that built those traditions here. You know, we had Phi Theta Kappa was, you know, had been here since I think 84. And so it, it was established already, but, you know, there wasn't really, you know, a, a, A programmed response or pathway I should say for student activities and so I knew what they had done for me Hmm. and so I thought I I, I need to give back I need to give back what you know being an active student gave to me and so I I think that is where my heart a long answer to your question Matt and I apologize (laughs) but I think that's where my heart because I just want to give back and I wanted to make other students help other students to find their voices and to go beyond their expectations, you know, so. I,
1: I love same. that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's so inspiring. And thank you for sharing that, Greg. And, you know, uh, a lot of other people have noticed your passion. Of course, it's not just me and April. Mm-hmm. Uh, truthfully speaking, we could be talking all day about mm-hmm. uh, the individuals on campus, uh, former and current that you've inspired. And of course, this wouldn't be a podcast episode without uh, a little tribute from an individual you know very well, Lisa Poole. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) And so she wanted me to share this tribute to you. uh, And so I'll I'll go ahead and read it now for us. I first came to Northeast State in 1989, and I made a forever friend. He and I bonded immediately, and I know he doesn't remember, but he once called me his vision of loveliness. (laughs) (laughs) When I left full-time to become a part-time adjunct, we didn't see each other as much. But upon my return to full-time, we picked up right where we had left off. Now that's a true friend. Mm -hmm. Greg Walters, you inspire hope in students. I have seen you shape the very character, caliber, and future of an individual. Two of the recipients of his care were my own children, alumni of Northeast State. Billy Graham once said that tears shed for others are a sign of strength. I love that. Sometimes Greg lets that strength and dedication to others slip from his eyes.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: yeah. So. Thank you.
2: I, I appreciate that. And, um, and you know, you're um, in addition to being a vision of loveliness, loveliness Lisa Poole has made me ugly, ugly cry many times <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, because she has said such nice and wonderful <laughs> things about that. And, uh, and uh, I'm very grateful, very grateful that. Uh, that people uh, view me and that my friends and family here um, view me in that light, you know. Uh, I, you know, but again, it's not, you know, it's uh, I always, like, you know, I maintain that, you know, when you work with excellence and when you work with great people or when you have students willing to put in the work, then you know it, it makes it it makes it less difficult to achieve results. And so I think any type of impact that I have, you know, I cannot stress enough. It's been collaborative. It's not been me only. It's been the Northeast State family. It's been it's been what Northeast State. What all of us who have worked here for so so many years. You know, we've we've come, we go, we come back. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's what we built together. You know, so I think it's greater than any one person. And I hope I hope the northeast state community realizes that and what everyone contributes, you know, mm-hmm. to the northeast state. Um, well, the northeast state goodness. I'll, I'll say <laughs> that. <laughs> kind of, that's a good. You know, it's hard to think of all all the superlatives that right. I can give so to, to northeast state. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, Greg, too, your passion continues, of course. Um, You're still uh, staying true to your passion of helping people. Instead of focusing on helping students here at Northeast State, you're now helping people at Goodwill. So can you tell us a little bit about your role there? Well, you know, it's...
2: um, when I made the decision to retire, uh, you know, one of my goals was uh, that I was thinking that I could maybe uh, move into the nonprofit sector um, as far as like community services and, and that sector. Because even though a lot of student support services is based around the concept of, of, of support services, um, you know, there is difference between um, community support services and higher education uh, student support services in, in a lot of ways um, or structure and so I wanted to try to explore that so um, you know I retired in um, January of uh, 2020 <laughs> and of course officially my retirement date is April 1st because I had enough annually you know <laughs> you know love the state benefits right. so, you, you know and how that works so you nice. know so that was also made it easy to have a 30-year career <laughs> um and forward uh, um, for forethought for you know <laughs> and how you know to do that and, uh, um, so I spent the um, the year uh, basically cleaning everything that I owned uh, rearranging every piece of furniture at, at the condo and and making decisions and and about you know oh you know I need to downsize you know I can I can do I can do without that um superhero action figure and uh, so so yeah so you know doing that and then this opportunity you know just came out of the blue you know and uh to um go to work for um goodwill um industries of teneva uh, which is the northeast tennessee uh, southwest virginia area and i started uh this past january you know um, January 12th, 2021, <laughs> you know, another big day for me and, um, I'm working, uh, with coordinating their, um, community service placements with their community service program. Um, and I'm excited too, because they've asked me to develop a strategic plan, um, and, uh, write policies and procedures. <laughs>
3: Back to writing. Oh, back to writing policies
2: and procedures. <laughs> and and uh, and um, to develop, a, a, um, to expand their missions to include a volunteer services component. And that would include community service, which many people don't realize that Goodwill, for many, many years, one of their major mission services has been to place individuals who are court ordered to perform Hmm. community service within their uh, retail stores and production facilities so that those individuals have Mm -hmm. an opportunity to complete required community service but at the same time practice valuable workplace skills so that once they complete their community service you know they're not just they're not just you know, helping goodwill, they're helping themselves, you know, and they've got a safe place to practice skills, you know, and maybe exceed their expectations, you know, through goodwill as well. And so we, so I've been, that's been my concentration. Um, I divided the year up, of course. Our goal is to have the volunteer services up and running by the end of the year. So me, of course, I planned out, you know, four months for each of the three segments. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that we will do. And so the first has been getting community service, um, 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 working on the policies, procedures, uh, making sure that there's an uh, accountability for, for not only goodwill, but also for the individuals who are, are uh, being placed with us. Um, next will be service learning partnerships. And that will be where we are going to be working with, you know, like Tennessee Achieves, the Ayers Foundation, Tennessee Promise, right? Um, And colleges and universities um, that require service learning for graduation, financial aid requirements, and placing those individuals in in goodwill. Uh, Then the last component will be Uh, what we're calling community volunteers. And that will be basically if someone wants to volunteer with with Goodwill, that we have a process to intake those people, Uh, we have uh, activities or things that they can help us with too. And that is going to also be a focus of looking at our partnerships with business and industry and government, local governments, on if they have individuals who they would like to do community service, they can contact us and they can come in maybe teach a class maybe do uh you know not help in a retail store but also you know uh be an inspiration for other people Mm -hmm. as well and so that's what volunteer services will be so so that really spoke to me
1: (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. in in doing that
0: sounds right up your alley yeah so
1: it does Mm -hmm. i love that continuing to uh, assist people in the upper east tennessee area Mm -hmm. greg uh you you continue to inspire me and, mm-hmm. and everybody. I I just uh, I love it. And at this point, I do want to take a, a step back and and talk a little bit more about Northeast State. Take a little bit of a revisit to the past. <laughs> so I am curious, actually, if you do have. I know there's a ton of them. I'm sure, mm-hmm. but is there anyone at this moment that really sticks out to you of a favorite Northeast State memory? Um. Well, probably.
2: Um, <laughs> Going back to the Miss Northeast State (laughs) pageant. Yes.
3: So...
0: Tell well, us more. Well,
2: we, you know, we we um, had our own eligibility requirements and everything, and we were, you know, we we decided not to uh, franchise with the Miss Tennessee system or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, it was our homegrown yeah. pageant, and so we had, a, you know, we didn't have an age restriction, you know, um, to begin with, and and we didn't have, you know, some of the restrictions that traditional pageants have, and so we had a, a you know, quite, you know, a, a diverse Mm-hmm. You know, range of contestants and and uh, her, and uh, Christina, I remember her too, uh, you know, uh, because she was a student who faced challenges mm-hmm. and she had never, you know, uh, had um, well, I can say she never had any interest, you know, because she but I don't know if she had the confidence to ever pursue a pageant before mm-hmm. and uh, she worked with Trio and she just, you know, she. Uh, you know, she blossomed as a student here. So she decided to enter the Miss Northeast State pageant, and uh, she worked so hard, and she overcame so um, you know um, many difficulties, um, and um, and she, but she did excellent, and and you know, and it was her first pageant and her first experience. So so she so that night, and and I emceed it. And I, in my fancy, one year I had a purple tux and, oh. and everything. So
0: we need a picture of that. Uh, we do. We do. Uh, we do. There, yeah,
2: there's some out there. And, I, <laughs> and, I, and so, uh, but she um, she uh, received Miss Congeniality her first year. Mm. You know, and everybody was so you know everybody stood and applauded, and everybody we were all so proud of her. And so then she decided to come back and and, and uh, do it again the next year. And uh, And she worked that entire year uh, to do better. And uh, she came down that night. And this was back when we had the old auditorium. And so we had to take over the um, A208, which was a classroom at that time. That was the dressing room. Mm -hmm. And the contestants had to go outside around to the back outside the auditorium and come in that way, you know. And so it it was a major production to have it done. But she, you know, and... and, uh, But she worked so hard on her talent. She did a uh, a reading of of everything um, I need to know. I learned in kindergarten, (laughs) and um, you know, just had everyone laughter and tears. And, uh, you know, and she um, she had the sequined evening gown this year, this year, you know, <laughs> and uh, just worked so hard. And so when it came down, when we were announcing the finalists, well, she, you know, she won Miss Congeniality again. And I will never forget this. And, you know, and so when she got she she came up and she got her um, plaque and she went back and the stage direction was that all the contestants would be holding hands. And because of some of her physical limitations, she could not hold the plaque and also hold hands. And so, and so those of us who knew that she had one miscongeniality Congeniality last year, well, she got back and she stood back in line, and she didn't know what to do with the plaque, so she just like, whomp, threw oh. it down. <laughs> And, and we were all this like, you know, Miss Congeniality was not good enough. You know, she she wanted to place. you know. And so those of us who had worked with the pageant and everything like that, you know, that was this a really, you know, because we know, you know, we knew that she could not, you know, she, right. you know. Um, but. It, it so, you know, so we gave her, you know, grief about that afterwards. <laughs> but the great thing is she placed second runner-up. Oh,
0: good
2: for her. Nice. Yeah. And the crowd went crazy. Aww. And we were just so, you know. But she had went beyond her expectations. And so that, you know, when I see that or when I've been able to work with students that – when that light bulb goes off, mm-hmm. that they think they've gone beyond their expectations.
3: Right.
2: Then those are what I remember. And there's countless stories. Absolutely. Countless stories like that. Mm-hmm. But I just think that one shows, you know, it shows perseverance, mm-hmm. strength, mm-hmm. determination. And, you know, those are the qualities that, you know, for those of you, um, I have a special affinity for the Hulk. And, <laughs> you know, and I had I had my big poster of the Hulk mm-hmm. with my head on it in my office, yes. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, and those were the qualities that I think, you know, he symbolizes for me mm-hmm. strength, determination, perseverance. Yeah. And so, absolutely, you know, that's what I wanted. You know, when I see that in students then you know. I cry,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I get, you know, I get all mushy. That's okay. And, and, uh, <laughs> but I also, I mean, it thrills my heart. It really does.
0: Well, oh. Greg, speaking of the Hulk, <laughs> that's literally what we're going to talk about next. Oh, great. Um Because, um, you know, you're known for your big heart. You're known for your passion. You're known for your tears. You're known for loving the Hulk. Yes. <laughs> Your collection of superheroes, Mm -hmm. and you know, Hulk being your favorite. Um, So, I have a theory why the Hulk is your favorite, Mm -hmm. and you kind of, I think you kind of gave it away just now why he's your favorite. Um, Is there more to why the Hulk is your favorite superhero?
2: Well, you know, uh, well, one is because, you know, during the 70s, you know, The Incredible Hulk was a a TV show, Mm -hmm. although they changed his name from Bruce Banner to David Banner, which, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Don't understand that, you know, Uh, but, um, you know, so that was, you know, I watched it every week, you know, with, you know, Lou Ferrigno, uh, Mm -hmm. Lou Ferrigno has the Hulk and Bill Bixby has David Banner. And so, um, so, you know, they always, you know, um, even though now you look at it and it's very dated, (laughs) you know, but you know, it had heart, you know, and there was, you know, good endings, Mm -hmm. you know, and not too violent, really, you know, Um, compared compared (laughs) to now. So, um, so that was one thing. And then, you know, like I said, he just, you know, he was an outcast Mm -hmm. and he was, he, you know, but he, you know, and he tried to do good. Even though you know sometimes he didn't, but he had to overcome that and Dave and Bruce Banner had to atone for many things, but you know but in the end, you know he he had he had heart, he had strength, he had determination, he persevered you know through mm-hmm. being hunted yeah and a lot of uh, barriers and so and you know so you know, and I like superheroes in general, and so you know so uh And, you know, and so I had some action figures, but I wasn't kind of prepared, I guess, you know, it was funny because like I went, (laughs) most of my career, I don't think I really shared my superhero passion with people here, you know, because, you know, I do like to you know, I do like to think I'm an enigma and mysterious, you know, <laughs> to people. But obviously, I don't excel at that. So, um, so when I moved into my big office, you know, um, when I became dean of student development and I moved into to our offices, you know, and I had room to bring out my collection and stuff. So I brought out, you know, the Hulk and and people, you know, and I found it was a way to engage people and especially engage students, you know, because sometimes, you know, being in my position, I had to deal with student discipline and I had to give people, you know, I had to, I had to sometimes, you know, um, share not so good news yeah. with students. And so, but, you know, having that co- with, you know, that motif in there and, and the superheroes and, you know, I, you know, I don't think I'd never didn't find a connection with a student, whether it was a positive news, bad news, mm-hmm. you know, um, with a student that we couldn't connect over over the the superheroes mm-hmm. and especially having the big poster of the, <laughs> of the <laughs> you know i mean i was on uh, you know and i i miss i miss you know sometimes i really miss um you know when students would walk down the hall and they'd see that because mm-hmm. it was over the window and you could look through the 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 door of the reception area and there it was <laughs> and they would just walk in and just start talking to me Aww. and ask about it, you know. And I was on a lot of uh, the uh, scavenger hunts for, you know, uh, college and lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. And they would come in and, you know, and I know um, uh, my uh, my great assistants, you know, Kim Bellamy, Melissa Glover, you know, um, Debbie. I mean, she, I mean, they all three, they were just, you know, the, the students would just like, like walk past them and come in, you know, over time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> was it all you know like that? So that probably got on their nerves, you know. So you know, you know. But I mean, I just think that is so. Um, you know, that was just mm-hmm. you know. So and I know you know Kim Bellamy, who was my first assistant. Um, she uh, she was a student ambassador, who was alumni graduated here came back, you know, and worked. Uh, she you know she helped develop the financial aid help center. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 was another program that you okay. know, yeah Please, yeah i know, I know yeah yeah the financial cool. aid help center reported to me really in, yeah in its first uh huh. couple of years yeah nice. yeah and so kim worked in it and josh johnson who mm-hmm. you know is now with student leadership um worked worked with it so we did that and um yeah. So, you know, so she kind of knew, you know, that I wouldn't be bothered with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Melissa is very much like me, you know, in <laughs> in you know, perfectionist and wants mm-hmm. everything right. And so, you know, so she worried more that it was a hindrance <laughs> for me. Right. And then Debbie Street, who came, um, uh, was my final assistant in the last year. I don't know what, you know, <laughs> I wonder what she, you know, I kept thinking, oh, I wonder what she thinks. Because she came from institutional advancement. Mm-hmm. You know, and the foundation, which is a little bit more stricter, you know, atmosphere and everything like that. So, so I always wondered what she thought when, you know,
0: they <laughs> just walked, just right walked in, just walked right in, and you
2: know, and all like that stuff. Yeah. But they all treated me very well. So, again, you know, right. So, so I miss, I miss that. I miss that interaction. Absolutely. You know, and mm-hmm. but at the same time, I realized, you know, you know, you, you know, um, change is what gives us resilience. And so, you know, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, it when it's time to make a change mm-hmm. and um, Northeast State, one of our, I think one of our, uh, kind of, I would say um, we don't put it in our mission, you sta- know, Northeast State's mission statement, but I think one of our unsaid goals or values is that we need to help students transition and Absolutely. to make change. And mm-hmm. uh, that's part of our mission is to do that and to give them the self-confidence to, to, to make, uh, decisions and not regret decisions, mm-hmm. you know, and that's been one of my main yeah. goals is to, you know, um, get to a space in my life where I don't regret the decisions I make, but, you know, but I'm aware enough that I may have to deal with positive, negative, mm-hmm. um, results or consequences. And it's how I deal with the, Consequences of my decisions. That, um, that well, I, I guess you know that's what that's what uh, attests to my character.
3: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. It is.
1: It
0: is. Very true. Um. So we've got a couple of Gregisms <laughs> for you.
1: <laughs> you know, we had to. Yes, oh, we
0: had to. We um, talked to a couple of people that you. Um, worked with from before mm-hmm. and they gave us a little uh Greg isms that we could um joke with you about and get your take on them. Um Kathy Phillips, no. she mentioned that <laughs> you don't have a birthday, you have a birth month.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes, it's it's called Marty Gregg. and and that's what
0: Josh Johnson said. (laughs) Yes, it's for the
2: it's for the uh, full month month of March, and that actually um, came out of my time at ETSU. So I've been celebrating Marty Greg since my (laughs) college years in the '80s and at ETSU because, again, the social aspect. You know, I wasn't. You know, I mean, you know, not only ETSU allowed the college experience allowed me to excel socially. And academically, you know, and I, you know, and so part of that was, um, you know, just getting together with friends and going to movies. And and so we started just as a joke one year, um, we decided, you know, my birthday's in March and March 2nd, um, about there listening. <laughs> and uh, um, so we,
0: <laughs> hint, hint.
3: Hint, hint. No.
2: So, we um, so we just decided to, you know, and we always, oh, uh, we loved going out to eat. You know, and we at that time we would go to Shoney's and do the buffet and, <laughs> and everything, and mm. and um, we also had a, a huge Krispy Kreme, you know, in North Johnson City that we would go late to and all of that. So, anyway, so we decided one year just to go and and um, okay, let's do something every night that week. Nice. And my birthday actually that was that week, so uh-huh. it just became you know, and then of course we were all about you know uh, Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras. <laughs> <you know?
3: laughs> there you go. And so that's
2: how that evolved. And this is something my my college friends and I we still you know we still get together awesome. um, on my birthday. You know, and um, we don't, um, but you know I, you know family friends. So I always tended to have more than one event mm-hmm. <laughs> for my birthday. So, yeah so why not yeah, and so yeah why not? and it becomes a fun thing you know it exactly. becomes a fun fun thing that yeah. people can can connect with me or give me grief over or, or whatever or silly string me <laughs> like like Mr. Johnson did one year for my 50th birthday which the the Big Hulk poster was actually a 50th birthday gift from okay. from Student Affairs mm-hmm. Matt Matt Delozier, who was vice president at the time and mm-hmm. Josh and and um you know jonathan brooks and i mean you know they all jeff in the print shop he printed it they all got together and did that That's so right. when i walked into my office the light you know it was dark and everything oh, see goodness. it, but there was nobody around and i was like <laughs> okay so i opened my door and i walked in and of course there it was in front of me <laughs> and it, it was totally dark but it glowed because of the sun right. coming through the window mm-hmm. it was, and i was just like that and then all of a sudden um Aaron Blevins, Josh Johnson, Raymond Gibbs, they jumped out from behind stuff in my office and just like silly strung me. <laughs> oh, you don't look happy. <laughs> <laughs> All over. Well, I had my nice little, you know, kind of vintage range raincoat on. And I was like, Oh no, oh. you know, I didn't want it. But you know, you know, that, that perfectionist. Me, me, you know, <laughs> I'm there, and, uh, Did Josh also tell you about the time he, you know, he put down the uh, bubble wrap? He
0: did. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like fun, actually. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not just under my chair, but the entire floor of my office. Nice. Mm -hmm. So
0: did you go around popping all the bubbles?
2: Yeah, I rolled on it the whole day. Yeah, (laughs) just to do that. Yeah. Why not?
1: When in Rome. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, and then also Vicki mentioned, what do hot dog sales mean? Profit.
2: Profit. Profit. Yes, because um, hot dogs was one of the mainstays when the Scholars Foundation uh, was doing uh, fundraising mm-hmm. for the scholarship programs. Um, for, you know, hot dogs, it was a guaranteed seller, you know, easy to do and everything. And we would make anywhere from 200 to $400, you know, for hot dog sales. And so that was one of the things that we kind of came up with, you know, because everybody talks, well, what's, you know, what's in those hot dogs and, you know, (laughs) what are hot dogs made out of? And so somebody, you know, and somebody, I forget the context of it, but somebody was questioning that one day, um, and, um. Or had to deal with it at the at the uh, booth, and we were kind of you know break, breaking down how everything went at a meeting or something, mm-hmm. and somebody said you know well we get you know what are eating these hot dogs and everything, and I was just like well you just tell them profit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there you go. That's
2: <laughs> perfect. Yeah
0: that works <laughs> yeah
2: so yeah but I mean yeah so it's things like that and we and the ambassadors it was pumpkin bread
0: oh I love pumpkin yeah bread. we did
2: pumpkin bread and I mean we you know we had uh I mean we were making four or five hundred dollars off wow. pumpkin bread because all the ambassadors would take the recipe uh and make the pumpkin bread and bring it in mm. you know and we had you know and and well, I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but my slogan for pumpkin bread was, you know, it's like crack, only pumpkin. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, it was just, we just went, you know. So,
3: yeah. You make it fun. Absolutely. You know, make yeah. it fun. You yeah. definitely do.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, Greg, uh, last question we've got for you. I, we're going to reel all the way back to the very beginning, kind of a full circle, if you will. Mm-hmm. So if you could go back in time and you could tell yourself when you first started at Northeast State a piece of advice. What would it be? And this is selfishly speaking for me because you know I'm you know just beginning in my career as well. But uh, I, I'm curious uh, of your opinion uh, on some advice that you could give yourself.
2: Um, well, I guess the, you know the, there's a lot because you know I've you know I made a lot of mistakes or a lot of you know. Uh, a lot of things that, you know, I could have done differently because, you know, uh, you know I, I, I never, well, there's a couple. One is that, you know, don't be afraid to think about a job in terms, of, in terms of a career because I never thought this would be my career. You know, when that first day I started, you know, I thought it would be a transitional point yeah. about that. But, you know, be open to that. You know, if you find something that you love and you have the support and the atmosphere, you know, and you have the option, you know, like I said, you know, everything just worked
3: mm-hmm. for
2: me. You know, what it, you, know, the, you know, whatever divine authority is out there, they were watching over me on July 17th, 1989, and, um, you know, and one of them was Iris Hofarth, who was the personnel director at that time because she was signing me up for my benefits and everything like that and she said you know do you look at the benefits you know and I was like I mean, this is the first time that I had a job you know that offered benefits, and I was like, "I don't really know what do most people do and she was like, "Well, most people do this, and she was checking the boxes for me, you know, and that may not be great policy for for for, for <laughs> right. you know yeah. you know, but you know, bless her mm-hmm. because you know the reason I was able to retire was because Absolutely. I had those you know those benefits and and all. so I think that would be the the other thing is, I realized that if you do you are Hmm. so if you work hard uh, you're a hard worker Mm -hmm. Uh, if you create joy people perceive you as a person who creates joy you know Um, if you deal in pleasantness then people will be pleasant to you Mm -hmm. Um, so so I think that's the one, you know, so I think that's a great piece of advice I agree. Um, to do. You know, mm-hmm. be who you are, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and especially with alumni and giving back. You know, giving back, um, you know, making donations, It's just not about the money, you know. Right. Donations incom- does encompass monetary financial donations to the institution, but it also means donated time and effort,
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know, and um, so... Um, you know, and I think for, for alumni, I definitely would encourage to think about ways to give back and then give back and then give back, then give back some more.
1: Absolutely. And it,
2: it, it is time effort. It doesn't have to be, um, financial. So, That's true. um, so I think that I came to that realization after working here many years and, and understanding that. And then I guess, you know, don't be afraid to be who you are, you know, you know, um, so many people need to hear that. Yeah. They do. You know, you give back, you know, you give back, you give time, you give effort, you give financial assistance. But you know, the main thing that you give is yourself, is yourself mm-hmm. uh, who you are, you know, give what you have, mm-hmm. but also give who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So,
0: and that is something that you did yeah. and still do.
2: I appreciate that. I appreciate that so much. I appreciate the opportunity to cry. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we've got another box of tissues here. This is the place to do it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I know.
0: But Uh, I I I do want to let you know that you're not only known for your crying, you're known for your laughter as well. Because Matt and I, when we were getting these questions ready... I was getting geared up. I was like, oh, I'm going to try to mimic his laugh. I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it because it's your laugh. It's unique to you.
2: I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, And I miss, you know, of course, being with COVID and everything and being, you know, uh, quarantined or, you know, and not, you know, not really... You know, I miss the opportunity to laugh, you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, and sometimes, you know, you don't really want to go around making yourself laugh because that could be, <laughs> that, that could be, you know, that could be the sign of something else. So, I you know, so, but mm-hmm. so I miss the opportunity, that interaction to make, yeah. to make people laugh and, and mm-hmm. have a good time. Because what is, you know, what is
1: part of Northeast State is, mm-hmm. you know, Very true. Yeah. is laughter, good humor. Absolutely. It is. Yeah. Yep. It is. Greg. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, just being a part of the podcast. We, Whenever April mentioned that you were going to be a part of it, I uh, just about jumped out of my shoes. So thank you so much for being
0: <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah, we have really enjoyed having you and we could talk for hours, I'm okay. sure. Uh-huh. Um, but maybe we'll have to have a round two sometime.
2: Ah, yes, definitely.
0: Because yeah, I know that there's more stories that you could share and yeah. um, more advice that you could give us. definitely that more more that we could learn
2: appreciate 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 the opportunity
0: yeah thank you thank you so much thank you and thank you listeners for tuning in be sure to tune in next time as we continue to break the barrier